0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Workers' Mike on 720 WGN, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. My name is Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. I'm here with Ed Maher from Local 150, the Operating Engineers. Good morning, Ed. Good morning. I haven't, I haven't talked to you since Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? Much sucked. How about yours? Oh, how did it suck? No I'm my- kidding. <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely wonderful. It was with my family, my mom in New York. It was. Uh, it was great. Oh, that's fantastic! Did you get stuck in any of that two feet of snow that they had last week? No, I, that was up uh, in Buffalo, so we're we're south of there. Okay. Uh, my my mother, the retired uh, union hospital worker. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, social worker. How about you?
1: Uh, I just we we laid back. I mean, luckily we didn't have to uh, didn't have to go to work. It was a little bit cold out, so we were able to just lay back and uh, relax and. Everybody's got different uh, traditions on Thanksgiving, and I keep it really, really simple. I mean, we do turkey and all that, but my favorite tradition, the one that I look forward to, is just uh, sitting back and watching planes, trains, and automobiles after the kids go to sleep, because uh, it's still a little bit, little bit harsh language for them, but that is, I, I look forward to it every year, and I never watch it, no matter how much I want to, because I love that movie, but I only save it for Thanksgiving. So you watch it every year? Every year, and I never get to, I laugh like a, are I you still are laughing. You, are you surprised at the end every year? No, I mean, it's a heartwarming ending. It if is guys, very heartwarming. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and who doesn't love John Candy? I mean, that guy, if you look back at all of his movies, John Candy was spectacular. He's he's dead now, right? He's been dead for, for many years, but, huh. uh,
0: yeah. But speaking of, you know, relaxing on Thanksgiving and, you know, having that luxury of, you know, having a nice meal and, and you know, having a family tradition or spending time with your family and, and really, you know, bonding and, and that kind of stuff. Not everybody has that. You know, imagine working at a store that opens on Thanksgiving, right? I mean, right. that's got to be just the worst. Yeah, I mean, for
1: for at least a decade, that's something, you know, at, at our table we sit and we go through the things that we're thankful for. And I think a lot of folks uh, listening as well can relate we're grateful if we're not forced to leave the table early to go out to a job, to go stock shelves at Best Buy or Target or, or Walmart or whatever, um, and prepare to be trampled by Black Friday shoppers. Um, you know, so we say that, oh, those, those poor people that have to leave their table to do that. And then we go on about our meal and we don't think about it again. So until next year, right? But I, I think it's, it is important to, to, to find out a little bit more about the people who do this work. So it is pretty exciting. We've got a couple of workers um, that are going to come in here and talk to us about you know, what it's like to work the holiday seasons
0: and, and, what, and what it's like to work in, in retail. You know, we you know, we said at the get go, you know, when we started the workers, Mike, that, you know, it wasn't going to be completely union centric. And, of right. course, it's been pretty clear that, you know, we're pro union, obviously. And then we think unions are um, the answer to a lot of society's ills at the moment. But we're going to hear from some folks that are not union Right. And what they experience and how their work life is. Because like you said, Ed, I mean, imagine like getting up from your Table leaving your kids because you have to, like you said, go stock shelves, right? And then open the doors and get trampled on Pe- people are like screaming for a you know a six dollar TV or whatever, right. the, whatever garbage it is that they're selling. I mean, enough already with this yeah. stuff. And I think you finally start to see a few stores go, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't open anymore, or like maybe this is not a good look for us anymore. But and I, th- I think a lot of that was driven by the fact that people. People just didn't want to
1: support that. People knew that workers were being abused and taken away from their families and being trampled. I mean, the worst job out there has got to be the one that flips the knob on the door lock and (laughs) immediately gets run over by a thousand people looking for a cheap TV that they don't need. But, yeah, I think people voted with their conscience and said, if this is if this is the cost of me being able to go out and get, you know, a 50 cent hand towel once a year, like, I don't want to take these people away.
0: So we're not going to come on Thanksgiving. We're not going to come on, you know, at 2 a.m on Black Friday. So I would urge people next year, quite frankly, to not shop on Thanksgiving. You yeah. know, it's called Black Friday for a reason, not called Black Thursday. I mean, let, let, let these people have one day off, you know, for Christ's sake. Yeah, right? and, if,
1: and if you need something to do, just watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's a decent idea. It's a great movie. When was the last time you saw that movie, Ken? I think I saw it once. Uh, watch it again. I hadn't watched it for many years, and just, you know, a few years ago we got back into it, and uh, it I cry laughing. You cry laughing you cry because it's a tearjerker? It's a tearjerker in the last few minutes, but I cry laughing. What happens
0: at the end? I can't
1: tell. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. I'm not going to do that to everybody. You've got to watch it. It's a classic.
0: All right. I'll watch it. What's it called? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Fair enough. American-made planes, trains, and automobiles. What kind of car do they drive? Uh, God, I don't know. It looks like an old Chrysler or something, maybe. It's a convertible. They completely destroy the thing. All right. We'll take it. Yeah. All right. Listen, um, we have a really, really cool show for you today and different for us. Uh, certainly a, a little bit of a, a right hand turn. Um, but something that I think everybody will be able to relate to. Um, we have, um, the UFCW business agent who is going to speak, uh, from her perspective as to like how the union views it. And then we have actually workers from, um, one from uh, Trader Joe's and, and one from Walmart. Right. Um, so uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Workers' Mic on 720 WGN.
2: You're listening to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial.
1: Okay, welcome back to the Workers' Mic on WGN 720, brought to you by the MCL. I'm Ed Maher, with me is Ken Edwards. And in the uh, earlier segment, we were talking a little bit about over the holidays, how folks, you know, I sat around and uh, at my Thanksgiving table and talked about the people who have to get up early and go into work on Black Friday and how, um, you know, how challenging that has got to be for them.
0: And we're lucky that we've got a couple workers with us today. So, yeah, thanks. And thanks for coming on. We have uh, Dave from Trader Joe's. Good morning. Morning, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we have Jenny from Walmart. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning. As we've seen too often, uh,
1: every company out there, uh, even a company like Trader Joe's, that positions itself as a progressive, family-friendly place, they don't hesitate uh, to to bring in union busters. And I think that Dave and Jenny are going to be in a position to tell us uh, some interesting stories about what that looks like on the ground. So. Um, you know, let's, uh, let's start off, Dave, um, you work for Trader Joe's and, uh, how long have you been working at Trader Joe's and what do you do?
3: So I've been working at Trader Joe's for a little under a year now. Um, my job there is just kind of a basic crew member. Um, and so what that kind of looks like is switching between, uh, roles in the company. So, uh, working as a cashier, stocking shelves, getting the carts, um, kind of doing all the basic things that you kinda of think of at a grocery store. And
0: are you uh, are you full time? Yes I am. And how much do they pay you per hour?
3: Um, I'm making sixteen an hour. That is the starting like base pay there. Um, and it caps out at twenty six an hour.
0: And how long does it take to get to twenty six?
3: Um I think about four or five years, if I'm doing my math correctly on that. Like every six months you're able to get a raise, um, but it's kind of left up to manager discretion on whether or not you'll get that raise.
1: And as you said, you've worked there almost a year and you're still at the, at the starting pay of 16.
3: Yes. Um, I actually, so I haven't hit my first six month period. That's the reason that I'm still, at. I, I would go up to at, at this, um, this coming December is when I would be eligible to go to get a 50 cent pay raise.
0: 50 whole cents?
3: Yeah, um, that's it is a pretty significant um, pay raise. Like, don't get me wrong, but I, I will stress that it is very much left up to um, manager discretion and it's not necessarily um, merit-based in any way. Um, it, it really is up to the managers to decide who gets a raise and who doesn't.
1: It seems like a little bit uh, a little bit too much power and opportunity f- to to play favorites.
3: Definitely agree with that, yeah.
0: So so, so let, let me ask uh um, Jenny, what a, how long have you been at Walmart?
4: Um I just passed my 1 year also.
0: Okay. And how much do you make?
4: 15 an hour, that's the base rate.
0: And when do you get your first raise?
4: Um I got my first raise already. Uh that was from I think I started at thirteen um, back in like last year, and then um, in February or March is when they do the annual raises. Um, and it happened this year to coincide with. Um, I think they wrapped it up with like the lack of bonus bonus pay um, to regular workers. Um, they took away and they took away. The merit raises a while ago. Um, so there was no three month review or anything. Um, it just so happened that I got bumped up to 15, which is when they moved up the base rate. So, also anybody who had been working there for, let's say, seven years uh, prior to that, who was making maybe $14.50 already, um, also got bumped up to 15 if they were in the base rate positions.
0: So, there were people there that were working there for seven years making less than $15 an hour.
4: Right now, we're all at the same,
0: everybody's at 15
4: the, the, base, um, the,
5: the base rate base pretty,
4: pretty much, yeah. yeah. There are a couple of people with um, like much more seniority who maybe were even former department managers, um, but that's also a position that doesn't exist anymore.
0: So there used to be merit raises on top of annual cost of living raises, and there's no more merit raises? Right. Yeah.
4: And we used to get quarterly um, profit share bonuses, and now that's only for management.
1: So, as Illinois raised the minimum wage, they just turned that into a strict minimum wage. Where now you get that, but nothing else.
4: Pretty much, the um, half of Walmart workers, as far as I know, are making under fifteen still, um, and the majority of us are still making under seventeen.
0: And now you work there full time. Yes. Children. Yes. And, I mean, you just tell me: uh, Is it? Are you able to feed a family? uh on that wage
4: um so interestingly enough um i was eligible for um like state medical and state um like snap benefits Mm -hmm. in illinois uh prior to having this job um but now i'm no longer able to receive that assistance i I still qualify for medical luckily in illinois um so i'm i don't have to pay for you know the kids healthcare and everything out of pocket but um, but I no longer qualify for SNAP, um, so it's really 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 tight. Um, I would say, mm-hmm. and I'm lucky that I'm in a two-income household um, because I don't know how I would be able to afford my rent, frankly.
1: Does otherwise. Does Walmart offer any kind of any kind of benefits, or at what level uh, is it that they do that?
4: Um, so I'm a little hazy on some of the benefit information because it's not only like a state by state. Um, difference but it's also between workers so somebody who's part-time um, might not have access to all the same benefits as somebody who's full-time somebody who's full-time won't have access to the same benefits as management um, so it's easier to get a grasp on your own benefits if you go in and kind of research it from your website um, mm-hmm. but it's 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 pretty difficult to navigate
0: so you you, you work there full-time and they don't give you health care they do they do give you health care
4: at the access to health care, I have to pay for it.
0: How much do you pay for it?
4: A uh, couple hundred bucks a pay period.
0: So right. that that eats up a it big chunk leave, of your... It doesn't leave much. Yeah, a big chunk of your wages, I'm assuming.
4: Yes, and, um, you know, assuming that you are using your health care, you have additional health care costs on top of that. It's not like it ends at your insurance. Yeah, so
0: you mm-hmm. have to pay your deductible and your co-pays, et cetera, correct?
4: Right, and for all the medication.
0: Yeah, on I mean, yeah, yeah, your prescriptions. Imagine they're probably fairly high-deductible plans. And Dave, what about
1: no, they're you?
4: They're okay. They're pretty
0: decent. They're decent?
4: Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's, yeah. Good. It's, I mean, um, yeah,
0: good. And thanks. Dave, what about you? What about Trader Joe's?
3: Um, In terms of health care plans? Yeah. Uh, so they do offer health care, and, um, you know, I it's not the worst plan ever, but the issue is the the qualifying to be on the plan is um, set like they they track the amount of hours that you've worked in a pay period and then use that to determine whether or not you qualify and a very common situation especially for the part-timers who want to try and get onto the healthcare plan is you know they'll they'll be missing the the hours cut off by four or five hours you know in that pay period and it's a it's a very um, to me it seems like it's a very intentionally um, like thought out method of you know making sure that the people who who would like benefit from being on the plan um, and and the people who are part timers who are very close to getting enough hours to being able to qualify to be on the plan like it seems almost intentional that they try and underschedule people literally by you know, if it means scheduling them one or two less hours on a couple of shifts just to make sure that they don't hit that that uh, number that would um, make them eligible to be in our health care uh, plan.
1: Well, back when, uh, one thing that I remember about Trader Joe's specifically is back when they opened up the, the health care exchanges and uh, after the Affordable Care Act said that every worker who did X number of hours, I think it was 26 hours a week, had to be provided health care. Trader Joe's was one of the first groups out there to say, Um, Part-time employees are going to work fewer than 26 hours, but we're going to give our employees $1,000 to help with uh, their premiums on the exchange, which means instead of paying for your health care, we're going to give you $1,000 and shift you onto a taxpayer-subsidized exchange. So the company itself just cut down their own cost and pushed it into, uh, into taxpayers' hands. So um, uh, they they've you know the i would say that you're probably correct that this is
0: intentional
1: uh,
3: so do people kind of yeah so,
0: so dave do people go in and out of being eligible for insurance like are you eligible one month and not eligible the following month
3: yeah that's actually happened to a few of my coworkers where uh like one of my younger coworkers his uh he's he reached the age where he could no longer be on his parents' plan um and he was at the time getting enough hours and so he like joined the plan and then got booted off the plan a few months later because they started scheduling him 24 hours instead of 26 hours. And, and you
0: know what drives me crazy, Dave and, and Jenny? I'll say both, both of this. Jenny, at least Walmart, I hate to say it, but Walmart has made no bones about the fact that they are uh, violently anti-union. I mean, they, they just, you know, they really... Don't make any bones about that. Trader Joe's, on the other hand, is one of those companies that, like as said, outwardly faces progressive, right? Come to Trader Joe's. It's a it's a happy place. And, you know, we all get to – we're a big family. And, you know, we're partners and blah, right. blah, blah. And it's and it's not true. It just – behind the scenes, like what you're talking about right now is they'll nickel and dime you for, for health insurance. It's not the manager's money. Right? Well, well also, know, just, it,
1: it sounds like, there again, there's a lot of discretion that's left up to managers because – um, I know that there are people who work at Trader Joe's who have issues with their hours being cut, uh, in retaliation for, I don't know, not being the manager's favorite. And when your healthcare, your ability to provide healthcare coverage to your family hinges upon whether or not a manager likes you, um, that's all the more reason that you would need a union contract to set rules so that it's not up to one person to decide whether your family has healthcare or not. Jenny, do
0: they change your shifts around at Walmart or do you work the same shift all the time?
4: Um, me personally, I'm on a teaming schedule, so, uh, I work the same shift every week. And Dave, what about you?
3: Oh, it's pretty like radically varying week to week. Um, I was hired full time, but, um, you know, there'll be weeks where I do work that 40 hours or 35 hours, um, that I'm looking for. And then, you know, the next week I might literally work like two days and it's very, very all over the place for a lot of people. It doesn't even really seem like, um, seniority makes much of a difference in terms of, um, having your schedule just like shift all around. And don't get me wrong. Like there are people who work the night crew and the morning crew and like kind of stick to those shifts. But that being said, um, the amount of hours that you're given in a week can really fluctuate, um, kind of just randomly. It almost seems
0: Well, like you said, I mean, you know, the word seniority is obviously used in union parlance all the time, right? We have seniority. We get to pick shifts based on seniority, bid jobs based on seniority. Seniority plays a, a role in how we get raises and, you know, we have step systems and things like that. From what both of you are describing, that doesn't seem like that exists. Stay with us, everybody. We're going to be back to talk a little bit more with
1: Jenny and Dave after the news right here on The Worker's Mic on 720 WGN.
2: You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking again with Jenny and Dave on The Worker's Mic
0: on 720 WGN. Let me drill down a couple other quick questions. Dave, do you have a pension?
3: Uh, we have a pension plan that can be uh, like, like that you can qualify for. It is seriously, it's one of the like, I, I can't figure it out and it seems like there's i think one person at my store that's like on it um and it seems like it's intentionally like they they don't want you to to ask about it and to like look into it because they don't really want you to actually join it or like be a part of it they they kind of have it there as like a hey look we've got this like retirement plan for you if you work for us but like you're never actually gonna Get it? You'll never actually really. Have is, is it a
0: 401k it. type thing where they match some money or? Yeah, okay.
3: it's, it's a 401k. I, I don't know like the full details of how much they match or anything like that, but um, it, it seems like it's an okay plan, but it seems incredibly hard to navigate.
0: And, and Jenny, what about you? What does Walmart provide in that regard?
4: Um, so uh, obviously a 401k, and um, uh, I think they have some sort of also like savings contribution for your health care or whatever, um, they, they offer a, a lot of different types of, um, like, financial benefits um, that you can either apply for or just access yourself through, um, like, their online portals, but um, they, uh, they do the 401k matching and... Um, so there is a ten percent discount for life if you work there for thirty years straight, 30 years. So it's consecutive. <laughs> so if you work for fifteen and then off again and then fifteen again, you don't get it.
1: Unbelievable! Wow. Let, so, let me ask you this, um, Jenny. Uh, it sounds like, um, you know, in both of these workplaces, it's tough to live a stable, predictable life and be able to predict what your income is going to be from one week or one month to the next. Um, what is it, Jenny, about Walmart that has got you interested? I understand that you're uh, currently talking um, about forming a union there or joining the movement to join a union. What is what is it that uh, that led you to that? What kinds of things are happening at your workplace?
4: Um, so with. We were talking about kind of the favoritism or um, different levels of kind of a management abuse, I would say, like within the storage systems um, and just having different access to different, um, uh, I guess, work environments and and benefits. Right. And so to see each worker struggling with their own um, workplace issues on top of the lifestyles that already are made more difficult. By the low wages and by the difficult job and by the hard, you know, hours and it's emotionally tolling um, to work in retail or in grocery. Um, so, you, you have all these different factors that um, are affecting different workers differently and a lot of the issues could be addressed kind of blanketedly with, you know, more sensitivity training and higher wages, you know, and these seem like simple solutions as a worker. And when you try to voice your opinion, it, it goes unheard. And there have been worker, you know, after worker, um, you know, call to their ethics line or just talking to, you know, to the like, um, talking to the managers. Um, and it just doesn't, you don't get any solutions that way. And it's, it's just that it feels like more hopelessness and a bigger waste of time. And it's the fact that you're, um, encouraged as a worker to not, um, not organized with your coworkers um, makes that even more difficult because now it's harder to do, let's say ride shares or, um, or even just like a financial assistance for each other or like whatever kind of support that somebody would need, like whether it's, you know, babysitting or something or even switching shifts is made so difficult by the need to separate workers from each other that it's, it's ridiculous. And I, there's at, at, at the same time, they're taking away so many of our benefits and access to benefits right now. And that's, it's a, among so many different stores in the country that's not even just our area and so um and they're and they're
0: they're making on they're making record profits are they not yeah i mean it's not like walmart's hurting for money right
1: well walmart i I remember seeing years ago and it probably went on for a long time that back in the break rooms they would have a like a box where if you had a little bit extra food, whatever, you could put it in the box and some of your coworkers who weren't so fortunate could take that. This is a multi-billion dollar company, a massive, massive company that is relying on its employees to take care of each other rather than actually paying. Um, you and know, now paying it sounds up. like what Jenny's saying is
0: they now They've they're even that. discouraging, like, you know, and you said ride shares or babysitting right. or, you know, things that just, is so <clears> basic. It <throat> is just a, uh, it just, it sounds abysmal. I will tell you this, Jenny, for what it's worth, you know, uh, I think that what you said is, uh, is important and that, you know, we hear about it all the time, especially, you know, people that are, you know, in the building trades or, you know, in high paying jobs or whatever. And we're like, oh my God, that's terrible. That's horrible. But it never really comes home to roost because we read about it every once in a blue moon. And then, you know, we'll continue shopping at Walmart. <laughs> which right. is, you know, just an anathema to what we should be doing.
1: Also, you know, we just heard a little bit about what they're doing at Walmart, what workers are doing, and why they want to form a union. What about with you? I know um, Trader Joe's has, uh, has had some negative publicity about the way they've treated workers, specifically, I think, in Massachusetts that wanted to form a union. But what do you see in your workplace?
3: Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I see fear from management a little bit. Uh, and it's the fear that the people who are working at Trader Joe's are kind of waking up to the fact that they're being taken advantage of and they're being overworked and underpaid. And, um, the labor that they're giving to the company isn't being valued at, at what it should be. And, um, I think Jenny kind of hit it on the head of just like, we want, we want some dignity with the jobs that we have. Like if you're putting in 40 hours a week into a job, if you're, you know, sweating and bleeding and putting all this this work into a job. Like you, you shouldn't be at the end of the month asking people, "Hey, could you spare fifty bucks so I can pay my rent?" Hey, calling up your parents and asking them. You know, if they could send you some money so you can get groceries. I mean, we work at a grocery store and right. we're, we're hungry. Like, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Yeah, that's
0: a huge,
1: problem.
3: Yeah,
0: that's a so huge I, problem.
1: It's not as though these are easy jobs. I mean, there's a lot of labor that's involved with these jobs. And you're going out, you're working full time. And as you said, I mean, you couldn't say
0: it better, Dave. There's dignity. There's dignity in every job. Um, and you're dealing with a public that is probably... I rate half the time, especially, especially you know, this time of year. Yeah. yeah, this time of year, people are stressed. You know, they want to get in. They want to get out. The stores are understaffed. They got to wait online. Take off your mask. Put on your mask. You know, just people I hear these horror stories about retail workers just getting abused. You see it on the, you know these TikTok videos. And and to do all this, like you said, for 16 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour, and having to try and make ends meet at the end of the month because the wages aren't enough, it is is a shame and, and shame on Trader Joe's and Walmart for, for doing that to their own employees. Dave, I like what you just said, that you're starting to see some fear yeah. in, in management. And I think that's important. You know, we've said that here in the labor movement, that management should respect you, of course, mm-hmm. but they they should also fear you. Yeah. They should fear the union. Yep. And, you know, I, I think you guys are not there yet, but I believe that you will be. And I think that's important. They should be scared. Yeah, as this continues, it'll just give you more leverage. And when you have that
1: leverage um, of talking to each other outside the workplace, of everybody seeing the same things, um, you know, we hope that it'll lend strength to your to your cause and that you'll be successful. So, um, you know, I, I, I want to thank both of you for coming on and talking to us a little Absolutely. bit more about this. And uh, we wish you all the best. We're going to be talking to um a ufcw organizer uh who or a business representative who works in this space and uh and talking a little bit more about how organizing works and what people can do so thank you both so much yeah, and uh, happy holidays thank you,
4: thank the you what you're doing too.
1: is really important too thank right. you so, much, you so much all right we've been talking to jenny and dave and right after this we're going to be back with tiffany griffin from the ufcw local 1546 to talk a little bit more about unionization right here on the workers mic on 720 wgn
2: you're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor, and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone.
0: Uh, you're listening to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ken. I'm with Ed, and we have the pleasure today of talking with Tiffany Griffin from the UFCW, which is United Food and Commercial Workers, Local 1546. Welcome, Tiffany.
5: Thank you. Yeah, good, morning, yeah, good morning, good morning.
0: Thanks for having, uh, Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. We've, uh, we've been talking with uh, a couple of workers in the retail space earlier in the show, um, and we were hoping to get a little bit of, a little bit of the other side of this where you can talk about what workers in that space have as options and uh, you know what, what they should look to do if they're trying to organize good first steps.
5: Okay, first steps is, uh, number one, reaching out to your, uh, nearby local union. It could be us, UFCW Local 1546. You can reach out to. I can definitely give out a phone number and a website for that.
0: That would be great. Um, We'll take, let's take it right now.
5: Yeah, sure, sure. That will be area code 312 seven three three two nine 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 and we also have a website that would be UFCW local fifteen forty six dot org. Perfect. And you can go on that website and you can reach out to our organizing department. Our organizing director is Carlos Cartagena as well.
0: Great Excellent. thank you. That's a good resource. So yeah, yeah we so yeah. we talked to these folks um and, you know, they, they were telling us the, the trials and travails of, of their employment. And, you know, I come from a union and Ed comes from a union. And, and to us, I mean, it just sounds so foreign, like, you know, they're getting right. messed with their schedules and they qualify for insurance one, one day and the next day they don't. And they get 15 bucks an hour. And, and ultimately, you know, they are just at the mercy
1: of not even the company, but just whoever their manager is. What's different in a union world in that regard?
5: So here, here's the beautiful thing about being a, a union uh, business agent rep, um, and I'm also a union member. Been a union member for over 20 plus years. So, uh, the best way I would answer that is with union contracts. We negotiate for the uh, members against the company to make sure we get the best possible contract that we can get out for those members and get them fair wages um, and better working conditions, vacations. Um, some of them even go as far as getting pensions and uh, health insurance set up. With that being said, um I do understand that I know what that's like. You can lose your job at any time. You know, I think the previous employer that I had before that um, it took me almost two years to get an increase. With a union, we have this in black and white. It's right. written in your contract. Um, it's signed off the member's vote on it, and um, it's into effect. So that means every year or six months or quarter, however you're going to get paid, you will know when you're going to be getting that raise and exactly how much it's going to be.
0: So you can actually plan your life, and your finances, and your home life, and your kids' schooling, and after school. And you can plan when you have a union contract. And it sounds like these folks, and quite frankly, most people that work non-union, are just willy-nilly. Like, one week they're going to work nights, one week they're going to work days, one week they're going to work 40 hours, one week they're going to work 20 hours. It's just – so a union contract brings stability. Right It brings stability to Absolutely. and and quite frankly, it brings stability to the employers, which right. i which boggles my mind that they don 't want a union contract because right. it sounds like yeah. from talking to these folks they don't even know what their benefits are, and they are encouraged not to know what their benefits are well, one of the things that yeah. uh, that i've heard from trader joe's employees
1: is that you're asked what you or your availability to work is and then you're just scheduled whenever so for the employer you're dealing with the the very real likelihood that a lot of your workforce is simply not going to be available for family obligations for whatever reason um so it's not in their interest to do this either um but for the workers it's it's well, yeah. terrible you don't know what days you're going to be working you don't know what hours you don't don't know how many hours um and it's hard to live your life like that
5: Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly, and you guys touched on some amazing points. That is absolutely correct. The not knowing is horrible in itself, and especially when, um, like you say, not knowing your schedule. Uh, They are scheduling you outside of your availability. Um, You not receiving any of the pension or the benefits of being a union member. Everybody gets so hung up on, oh, I have to pay dues, but with that small amount you pay once a month, it it literally pays for itself if on the first phone call. Right. right? For sure, um, that for a sure. Made, what is made, that, made, you know, that's a
0: great question. What are the dues for your local?
5: Um, $35 a month. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Netflix. Yeah, once a month. And we- with that, we make sure, cause we provide some, um, health insurance programs as well, as well as the company does. Oh, that's great. And what most members have learned that when they decide, um, like, hey, I'm gonna sign up, they notice that those health benefits are cheaper as a union member versus taking a company plan. That's With a company plan where they could just choose and have you pay whatever. And like you say, not knowing um, what those payments are, not knowing when you get paid, hey, or even better yet, just saying, hey, you know what? You're fired. You don't have to come back to work tomorrow. Right, right. Well, you know, union members, we don't have to worry about that because you know it's the steps in the process yeah and no, and, you can't just up and just fire a person without just just call, so yeah unions are very very beneficial, and uh me being a big business agent i have they they have saved my life that's the best way I could put it.
0: that's a beautiful thing yeah I mean, and i i yeah. just I just did the math, you're talking about less than twenty mm-hmm. cents an hour, right right and if you get a if you you know and if you get a three dollar an hour raise from being in the union, well, it just paid for itself fifteen times. Right. right? We've we've talked yeah, a lot on the exactly. show about about non, how much right? and yeah,
1: how much union dues cost versus how much you get back immediately for them. And the and the payback is is many, many times what the what the cost. It's the best value out there. And Tiffany,
0: like you just oh, yeah, said, absolutely. you have you have just cause and I think what you said is important. I always tell people the same thing. It's like you make one phone call to the union lawyer yeah. and that lawyer or mm-hmm. the union business agent, wherever they come down in the shop and they take care of your problem, that's worth its weight in gold. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Then they know yes. they're not going to mess with yeah. you again. Then they're afraid of you. Right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, my members use it all the time. I'm going to call Tiffany. I'm going to call a union. I'm going to call Tiffany. I'm going to call the union. And, you know, um, believe it or not, it actually works in a lot of cases.
0: Nobody, yeah. want, nobody, um, no no manager wants to see Tiffany come in the, into the shop. Right. <laughs> it's, not, it's usually right, not good news, right? right? You well, know. The company's
1: got to know that the, the workers have some sort of recourse, that if they treat their workers improperly, that there are going to be consequences. And if there are no consequences, there's really no end to what these employers will do. But when workers have a yeah. Tiffany, um, yeah, exactly. Then the employers are like, all right, all right, all right, sorry, sorry, put the phone down. We're, you know. Um, so, so what you do is so important and we spend so much time thinking about union contracts in terms of wages and benefits and retirement and healthcare and a lot of those things. But, You've touched on some really important things, which is the basics of a, of a union contract that really make them worth it. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah. cause for termination or just, just the most, and, you yeah, know, the yeah. basic rules yeah. that are put on paper and not just at the whim of some manager who one day might wake up in a bad mood and decide to, to take it out on you.
0: I just want to make one last point, and that's you said you get to call you. Right? right. I mean, how many like, worker, workers in the non-union world have somebody to advocate on their behalf of one phone number? They can pick up the phone and that person is going to call their boss and put it right on them. Right. And so right. they they, have, they get a Tiffany. Right. right. You get business agents. Yeah. You know, you got a power of somebody union behind the corner. corner. Yeah. Somebody that can't get fired. Right. Right. You don't yeah. work there.
5: Yeah, Absolutely. So. And, and, and I explain to uh, uh, my members that all the time it has to be just cause. They can't just do it just because. And then if I find cases where they it's just you and nobody else, hey, it, it has to be fair. It has to be right. fair across the board. Absolutely. So if you're disciplining one um for let's just say chewing gum we just using that example uh-huh. if you're disciplining one person for chewing gum and hey i see johnny and Susie over there um blowing bubbles and nobody said anything to them hey so i'm not going to advocate for those people to get written up i'm going advocate for you to toss out that one that you did um for the one that you wrote up for chewing gum because let's be realistic fair is fair
0: Absolutely. Right. Well, hey, listen, we were talking to Tiffany Griffin from UFCW, local 1546, a business agent. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Thank Tiffany. you
1: for everything you do, Tiffany. Real quick, uh, last thing before we've got to go, can you give out that phone number one more time?
5: Absolutely. That is area code 312 733 Two nine nine nine. And right. please, um, you know, if you don't get a chance to speak to somebody directly, always leave a message. We have to return every phone call. Very man. good.
1: Mandatory.
0: That's all for us. I'm Ken Edwards. He's Ed Maher, and this is the Workers Mike powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Coming up next, it's Dean Richards and the top stories from
2: Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on seven twenty WGN. The preceding episode of the Workers Mike was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mike, visit WGNRadio.com.